Listen to WGN Radio's newest podcast, Behind the Badge, Illinois, hosted by David Hochberg. Behind the Badge, Illinois, views current events through the eyes of Illinois law enforcement leaders. Tune in. Visit WGNRadio.com slash Behind the Badge. It's Tuesday. Terry Savage joins the conversation, and really, it all revolves around what the Fed will do tomorrow, right, Terry? That's what everybody's talking about. That's why the market sort of held its breath today, down about 100 points, but nothing nothing really urgent. Um, the question is, has the Fed done its job? Do they think they've uh, cured inflation? The financial markets, the futures markets, have a 99% probability that they will not raise rates. There's a lot of weakness around, Lisa. This uh, auto strike could have an impact on the economy. Student loans we've talked about before, sucking money out of the economy. Some housing numbers we just had that showed a little weakness there, at least in the home builder's sentiment. On the other hand, oil traded over $93 a barrel today. That's That could go through, if it lasts, go through the economy and push all kinds of costs up. And then just what about this? What if that auto... Uh, strike is settled with a huge wage increase. Would that be inflationary? And could it start the spiral again? So that's what the Fed's kind of balancing. And though they probably won't do anything tomorrow, what they are saying about the future, uh, what the Fed chairman says in his press conference, that's what it, the market's waiting for. Mm. So you you expect them just to keep things as they are and not in. I'm no genius, but the market is. The market always anticipates. I think the market would be absolutely shocked if they did another rate increase tomorrow. It's the words that will matter most. Looking out toward their next meeting in November, and it's hard to believe this, but people are looking ahead to, so well, what about 2024? I'm not ready for that yet, though. Yeah, yeah, well, I'm not ready for Christmas. I already see that stuff in the in the stores. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we're, we're rushing it. Yeah, absolutely. Terry Savage, terrysavage.com, nationally syndicated money columnist. The money lady gives you the savage truth. Um, One of the things you talked about um, is a book called The Fourth Turning is Here. Tell me about that. Well, sometimes, you know, we just talked about we don't want to look ahead just to next year yet. But sometimes you have to step back and take a look at the, the long cycles of history. They don't tell you whether to buy or sell stocks today or tomorrow or whether interest rates are going to go up in six months or how long to lock up your interest rates for. But, you know, humans seem to repeat long-term cycles. And there's a new book out, which I thought was absolutely fascinating, uh, called The Fourth Turning by Neil Howe. And if you, if you want, if you want to get away from what's happening now, what happened at the UN today, what happened to the stock market today, you might want to look at it. I, young people just think everything revolves around themselves. But those who study history, well, as you know, Santana said, that was not the guitarist, Santana said, those who do not <laughs> remember the past are condemned to repeat it. And so, I it, I took a moment out of my personal finance columns to post this. To, it runs in the Tribune and around the country and to post it at terrysavage.com about the big waves of things that are happening. Guess what? We baby boomers, I'm one. We're at the end of our very powerful rule over the American economy and over American politics. And for sure, if not this election, but after that, the baby boomers are just going to be sitting in their rocking chairs. 
was yeah, in a big I, cycle. I saw that you, that in your notes on that book that you said the reign of the baby boomers is over. That's it. Um, you know, we think the whole world revolved around the boomers, the post-war babies who were born, and then we had to build schools for them, and then we had to build colleges for them, and we built the suburbs so their parents could get them out there and let them play in the streets and all that stuff. Everything up till now, the job market even, revolved around the baby boom generation, and certainly politics, but both sides of the aisle, you can see the rain is over. And then we have this long cycle about labor and capital. You know, union membership has declined dramatically uh, ever since I, uh, Ronald Reagan confronted the air traffic controllers. But now it's on an upswing, and the power and leverage of unions, whether you're talking about the writer's strike uh, over in Hollywood, the Screen Actors Guild, um, or the auto workers. So there's no doubt that some big cycles, and the biggest one is the debt cycle, this huge national debt that we have, and how that will get resolved. So if you don't want to worry about today's news, you can take a step back and think about those issues. And the bottom line, you say, is to get yourself out of debt. Well, on a personal finance basis, because I had to say something personal finance, that my column is supposed to be about that. If you have flexibility, that doesn't mean you're going to be steamrolled into a cycle. It just means that you need to recognize that things do change, and we have some changing times now. I think the biggest concern for me is that now Americans have over a trillion dollars in credit card debt, and every time uh, 89% the Fed has completed a tightening cycle, we have a recession. And in a recession, you can't pay back your debt, especially credit card debt. So if I'm ahead of the curve here, um, I don't mean to be a Cassandra, but I'm just saying the one thing you can do is not be buried in debt now. While there's still jobs out there, weekend jobs, whatever, to get some extra money to pay down your debt. A couple questions, because this audience always loves to tap into your knowledge. One person said, how important is it for a small business to use a CPA, and how do they pick the right one? Well, that's really a great question. If you are a small business, you want to make absolutely sure that you're not fighting it out with the IRS on your own. So a CPA is a certified public accountant, and uh, there are associations of CPAs. I wish I had a website to give you in the Chicago area, but that's something you can Google. You want a small business um, accounting firm that knows how to do it's unlike your personal tax returns or even quarterly estimates. You have a lot of tax returns. They could involve sales taxes and other uh, tax returns. So you need one that deals with small businesses. It's important. Don't skimp on that. Terry Savage is with us. Another said, Terry, what's the best way to get 529 plan money out if you don't need it anymore? Well, you can, uh, there are new rules that allow the beneficiary, not the original owner, to convert it to a Roth IRA over a period of years. So you, I have written a column about that. And, uh, you can search, uh, 529 plans at terrysavage.com for the details. Now look, if you are a parent and maybe your child got a scholarship, think about this. You can let it keep growing for your grandchild. Um, or use it for another child in the family. Otherwise, if you take it out, you pay a 10% penalty and ordinary income taxes on all the gains. So either transfer it to another child in the family, or save it for your grandchild, or let the beneficiary, once they start working and have income, can keep the money growing and then convert it to a Roth IRA. All right. Thank you for joining us. About that? Thank you, Lisa. That's Terry Savage. And Terry, are you a Cubs fan? 
Of course, I'm a Cubs fan. I thought so. I'm Can you North make a prediction Sider. on that? Are we good? Are we? No, no, no. <laughs> I, not only do I not predict the stock market, but I definitely do not predict the Cubs for sure. But yeah. I keep my fingers crossed for both. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Thank you so much. You will find her at terrysavage.com. Dr. Jim Adams, our chief medical officer at Northwestern Medicine, is going to join us. I know there were questions about John's conversation with the doctor today, not Dr. Jim Adams, but I think it was Dr. Copin. And he suggested that when you get your vaccines, you get a flu shot in one arm and the COVID in the other. I didn't catch exactly why. We'll pose that question to Dr. Jim Adams and yours as well, along with, you know, the the latest cancer rates and how how we're progressing when it comes to beating that on so many levels. And did you see that article about night owls are more likely to develop diabetes than early birds? I didn't like that. I I identify as a night owl. And then the other headline that I was intrigued by was the -the over-the-counter medicines for colds and allergies. All the headlines said they don't work. We'll get his opinion. That's after Steve's News coming up on 720 WGN. Lisa Dent, WGN.